Hey, this is Jerry Galloway. I'm the pastor of LHA Church, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this encourages your heart, strengthens your faith, and gives you perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. If you have your Bibles, if you'll take them out, and let's go together to Isaiah chapter number 7. Isaiah chapter number 7, as I was recently in devotions, the Holy Spirit caused this passage of Scripture just to leap up off the the page, and my heart was so encouraged by the word. Isaiah chapter number 7, we're going to be looking at the latter half of verse number 9. In this passage, we're going to walk through it here in just a moment, but in this passage, this chapter is talking about King Ahaz. We find that uh, there's some difficulty in his life. The latter half of verse number 9, if you look there with me, it says, If you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. If you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. In this passage, Ahaz is the king of Judah. His enemies have set themselves against him. It's a fearful time. It's a dreadful time. So uh, so dreadful that the If you jump up to the first part of the chapter in verse number 2, you'll find that it says that the hearts of Ahaz and his people were shaken as the trees in the forest are shaken by the wind. Now, fear is something that we all know something about. We understand what it is to be alarmed by difficulties. We are aware of stresses. We are aware of difficulties that shake us on the outside and sometimes are so strong they even visibly shake us on the outside. We find that while Ahaz and his people are in this place of fear and worry and distress that God sends a word to them through the prophet Isaiah and we find that word in our text. If you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. My prayer today for your life is that you will grow in your faith to trust our Heavenly Father more and more, and that your faith in Him, your faith in His Word will be built up and established and strengthened. May your faith be ever so strong so that when trials come and you face difficulties of many kinds, you, my friend, even in the midst of difficulty, you will remain steadfast and strong in your faith. The reality is for all of us, it's easy to believe when you're here. 
The truth is this morning, this room is full of believers. This room is full of people who believe in God. They believe in his power. They believe in a God with whom nothing is impossible. But my concern for you is that you will have strong faith in God when you're not here. That you'll have strong faith in God when the doctor gives you a difficult report. That you'll have strong faith when the certainty of your job and your career is hanging in the balance. That your faith will remain strong when a spouse looks you in the face and says, it's over, I'm done. You see, friend, that's where the rubber meets the road. It's easy here, but the true test of our faith, it's out there. May we as a body of believers, may we leave behind the place of weak faith. And and I tell you, the days you and I are living in and are going to continue to live in are days that call for the people of God to be a people of strong faith. May we leave behind the place of weak faith and move on to strong faith through the word of God and the revelation of who God is in our lives. I'm so glad to know he's not just a God at a distance, but he's a God in our lives, aren't you? Faith. Faith is a subject of this book. It's faith from beginning to end. Genesis through Revelation. It's, it's about faith in a God that can be trusted. A God you can trust your life and your family, your finances, and every part of your life with. It's about faith in a God who can see you and I through difficulties. May I ask you today, how many of you have ever went through difficulties? Would you raise your hand? It's common to us all, isn't it? You see, as long as you and I live in this world, and I'm planning on living in this world a little bit longer, but as long as we do live in this world, friend, we're going to go through difficulties and troubles. But I'm glad to know that in the midst of my troubles, in the midst of my difficulties, today you and I serve a God who can be trusted. He can be counted on. He can be depended on. He can, you can bank your life and your hope and your faith in Him. And the good news is He's so strong you can leave it in Him alone. Faith is so important to our walk with Christ. It's important enough, and this is where we're going to spend the passage we're going to spend most of our time in together today. Hebrews 11 and 6. If you've got your Bible or your electronic device, you may want to go there because we're going to focus our time in this passage. Isaiah, that passage in Isaiah 7 just lays the groundwork, and now we're going to spend our time building our thoughts out of this passage. Hebrews 11 and 6 said these words, And without faith. It is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists. Boy, isn't that a challenge in our world today? 
We must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. The truth is today, I believe we all have the desire to please God. We all have the desire to make our Heavenly Father proud of us. We want to live a life that is pleasing to Him in every way. But in doing so, when we look at this passage, we've got to notice what the Bible says. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Now, when we say it's impossible, we don't mean that it's, it's hard. And we don't mean that it's very difficult. The Bible is very clear. Without faith, it is impossible. Not difficult. It's impossible to please God. Impossible in the original language means unable to be done. Without strength. I like this part. Powerless. There's absolutely no strength to enable it. There's no arguing with it. You and I cannot please God without faith. Is it amazing how hard of a time we have with a phrase like that? There's something inside of the human nature when somebody says you can't do something, they stand back and say, you watch me. Well, no, you're not going to be able to accomplish that. I can do anything I put my mind to. You go hide and watch. I'll do this. As humans, we have such a difficult time when somebody says it's impossible for you to do something. You know, it seems like a pretty basic statement, but we have such an incredibly difficult time accepting the truth of this passage. The reality is, when that happens and inside of us we say, well, surely I can do it this way. I can accomplish it in that possible way. We try to please him with other ways and other means. We've somehow gotten the idea, I can please God through the path that I think is best. So we try to please him with works. We think if I can just do enough or if I can just do the right things, then I'll please him. If I just attend church, then surely I can please God. If I help with a ministry, then surely I'll please God. And if I help out my neighbor when they're in need. But friend, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible. Somebody say impossible. It is impossible to please God. Some will say, well, surely I can please him by being religious, going to church, singing the songs. And I want to tell you on that note, I am so blessed. When I stand in worship, I, I must be at the right spot because I can stop singing. And I am amazed at the, the voices. It's like one big loud voice singing together. I've, never, I've been in church my entire life, and I've never been in a church environment where I heard people singing the way y'all sing. Man, God has got to be. When he looks on Sunday morning, he's sitting over on the edge of the throne. Listen, I know those people at Lighthouse, they're going to be singing this morning. They're, they're going to be lifting their voices to me. Man, it's such a blessing to hear people lift up their voice and exalt God. 
But your people have the idea, well, if I just, okay, since they're a singing church, if I go and I get in the middle of the group and I sing with them, then surely it'll please God. Oh, better yet, if I give in the offering. Better yet, the pastor talked about uh, folks supporting the fall festival. If I give towards the fall festival, then surely I'll please God. But friend, if it's just a routine, and if it's just become a ritual, those things don't get God's attention. You and I cannot please God by being religious. It's faith. That gets God's attention in your life. If you really want to please God, the Bible says faith is the way, faith is the path, faith is the the avenue to please God. He's looking to see if you and I have faith. You see, the reality is faith is the way To everything. And and if you will, in your mind's eye, underscore that word everything. Faith is the way to everything with God. Faith is the way to salvation. Faith is the way to begin a relationship with Jesus Christ. Acts 16 and 31 says, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Not when you do enough works. Now listen, there are going to be a lot of people who are going to say, well, yeah, you read that, but you got to do this and this and this and this. That's not what the Bible said. We need to start closing our ears to every, everybody's opinions. You know, when I was growing up, my dad always told me, he said, listen, son, your opinion is as good as their opinion. There's a difference in opinion and fact. You can't base your life on opinions. You can base your life on a fact. We need to close our ears to the opinions and follow the word. And the word says, believe, believe on the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Faith is the way to live your life. Galatians 2 and 20. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith. In the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Faith is the way to keep you standing. Romans 11 and 20 says, and you stand by faith. Faith is the way to live and to walk with God. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. For we live by faith and not by sight. Faith is the way to stand against the enemy of our souls. 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9. Stay alert. Look at your neighbor say, stay alert. Wake up. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4, for every, I like this, for every child of God. Which ones? Every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. 
The way we overcome difficulties in this life, the way we gain victory over trials and tribulations is our faith in God. Now, I want to clarify something for you. Faith, I'm gonna, we're going to talk about this a little bit more in just a moment. But faith, faith is actually not what saves you. It's not faith that turns things around. It's God. God's the one that saves you. Can you say amen to that? God is the one that turns things around. And that's why it's really important because here's what happens. You're going to get around folks who are going to have that word again, some opinions. And they're going to say, well, you probably just don't have enough faith. Or you'll say to yourself, well, if I just believed more. If I did more to believe. You see, faith is not the muscle that moves the hand of God. It's faith that invites God to get involved in the problem. But it is God who changes the things. Faith is just a vehicle that gets us there. Faith opens the avenue for God to help us. It's Faith says in our lives, God, I need you. God, I can't do this thing without you, but I believe that you can. I'm always so encouraged by the passage in 2 Chronicles chapter 20 where King Hezekiah's enemies are coming against him. And, and in the natural, there's no way they're going to win this battle. There's nothing they can do. And here's what they did. They got the people. They got the mamas and the daddies and the little ones together. The Bible says they all stood before the altar of the Lord. And they stood there and said, oh, Lord, we don't know what to do. But our eyes are on you. There's so many times in our lives, friends, we simply don't know what to do. And and faith steps up in our life and says, God, I don't have the answer. And I don't know how to accomplish this. But I know that you know. And I know that you're able. And I know that I can count on you. Faith gets God involved. It's like an invitation inviting God into your situation and in your life. So you might ask the question, well, what is faith? Well, I would tell you, in defining it, I would tell you, first of all, what it is not. Faith is not a denial of what we see. Faith is not a hide your head in the sand and ignore what's going on around you. People of faith have their feet firmly planted on the ground. People of faith stand steadfast and resolute, but their faces are looking to God who can do the impossible. Faith, it's not wishful thinking. Faith, it's not some mystical or magical thing. Faith is not a magic wand that you wave over your problem. Faith is not a positive mental attitude. Faith is not just telling yourself, I can do this thing. Faith is the confession of your heart that says, I can't do this and I'm going to fail, God, without your help. Can't do this, but I believe you can. Hebrews 11 and 1 gives us more of a description of the word faith. It says this, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Faith is active confidence in God. Now the word belief and the word trust 
are synonymous with faith. The truth is, all of you in this room today, there's no one left out. All of you have exhibited faith this morning. When you got up and you got into your car, whoever the driver was, you put the key in the ignition and you turned it or you pushed a button or however your car works. And you intended, you had full expectation the car was going to start. Now, when you came in this morning, I wasn't in here when some of y'all came in. But the ones I did see come in, when you came in, I didn't see anybody this morning before you sat down in your seat. Nobody got down on the floor and looked underneath the chair to make sure it was properly put together and it was properly braced and that it was going to be strong enough so when you sat on it, it was going to hold you up. You just walked in and sat down, didn't you? You just believed it was going to be when, when, when you call. Have you ever called somebody on the phone and another voice answers? And you're shocked? A big, deep, booming voice. And you're like, you don't sound like Cindy. <laughs> you see, when you dial the number, you're expecting to get the right person and if it doesn't happen, you're actually shocked that it didn't transpire. Faith is active confidence, trusting to, uh, to choose to believe in him. So knowing that fact, here's the $100,000 question. Why is faith so hard? Why is faith so hard? Why do we struggle to trust God. Why do we find it unnerving? Now, I understand we're in church this morning and we're all supposed to have on our best, but I'm just being honest with you. Why do we find it sometimes unnerving to rest? And that famous word, wait. To rest and to wait in His ability and not ours. Why is it so hard to trust? When the doctor does give you a difficult report. You know, Rick and I was talking this week. And we've been believing for a healing miracle in Vicky's life. I'm just being real with you folks, if you don't mind for a minute. And we said, Lord, I, we, we really want you to heal Vicky. And yet the doctors have said she has days. How many know that will test your faith? Because everything you thought it would be, it's not working as you thought it would work. Faith is difficult to trust in those times. Faith is difficult when your children are running swiftly down a dangerous path and you can't stop them. Why does it seem so hard? To leave it in God's hands. I told you earlier, faith is easy when you're at church. But how about 3 o'clock in the morning when you can't sleep? Everybody else is asleep and you're up by yourself and worry is running you ragged. Faith is easy when everything in your life seems to be running smooth. But as the Bible uses the phrase, the trying 
of your faith is hard when you're faced with an impossible situation. My prayer for us as individuals and my prayer for us as a body of believers is that our faith would be built up and strong for those difficult days. Hebrews 11 and 6, without faith it is impossible to please God. So what does it take then to please him? I think a lot of people live the entirety of their Christian experience and they never feel like they get down what it is that it takes to please God. What pleases God is when we come to him. People who believe in him come to him and they run to him with their life. Pleasing God is about my declaration. God, I need you. It's not just about believing in God. Because many in the world today believe in God, but they're not running to God. Many believe there is a God in the world, but they're not taking steps to move forward to him. Faith produces something in each one of us. It's our dependence on God. The truth is, you know, you and I live in probably the, the most blessed nation on the planet. And a lot of people in America today, because we've been so blessed, they don't think they need God. Well, I've got a roof over my head. I got refrigerator. I got refrigerator that's full of food. I've got a car. I've got a wonderful wife. I've got wonderful kids. I'm going through life great. I really don't. I know you say I need God, but I don't think I need Him right now. We don't realize how dependent on God we really are. Time would not enable me to expound on the many ways that we need God. But my friend, God is the one who holds everything in perfect order. It was God in the beginning who made man's heart beat. It was God in the beginning who put the oxygen that we could breathe. It is God who caused everything to work together. The, the older I get, the more I'm amazed at the human body and how intricately we are made. And, and it's amazing how God designed our body to work together. If, if one part acts up, the rest of the body tries to come over and fix it, heal it, and help you get through. God was so creative, and God was so incredible in the creation of mankind. Friend, we don't, we can't live one second, one day without God's hand on it all. You know, we've talked about this thing of faith. Imagine this illustration for a moment. Imagine dads, for all the dads. Let's say you go out on the front porch and your kids are a couple blocks down playing with the neighbor kids and you... Uh, your mama has said it's time to eat supper and or dinner, whatever you call it at your house. And so dad goes out on the front porch and says, Hey, Johnny, hey, Susie, come home. It's time for dinner. 
So they jump on their bikes and they come pedaling as fast as they can home. And dad's standing on the, the porch and dad's worked all day. He had seen him, came, came there, saw them. They come riding up on their bikes and the kids jump off the bikes. And dad goes running out to where they're at. And dad runs right past the kids and goes over and grabs their bikes and begin to hug their bikes. How many of y'all think that'd be a little weird? The whole goal is to get the kids to the Father. Faith is the vehicle that gets you and I to the Father. God is concerned about getting you. God wants you. He just knows faith is the way that gets you to him. God just wants you and I to come to him. He wants you and I to bring him our troubles and our cares. He wants to bring to your life his healing, his restoration, and his strength. But the truth is, God knows that if you and I don't trust him, and if we don't believe in him, we won't come to him. That's why faith is so important. When you and I aren't trusting him to get us through this life, when we're trusting in something else, trusting in your ability. How many of you know your ability isn't enough? Look at your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor, I got to tell you something. You're imperfect. Now I want you to look back at your other neighbor and say, hey, neighbor, I want to tell you something. You don't have it all together. Now those of you that are sitting by yourself, you may have to speak that to yourself. Sometimes we think we got it all together, don't we? Sometimes we think my opinion and my way is the right way. Everybody else is wrong. Listen, when you're trusting in your own ability, when you're trusting the doctor's ability, the banker's ability, your spouse's ability, something other than God, you may believe in God, but you're not trusting him for the answer. Notice Hebrews 11 and 6 says these words, anyone that comes to him must believe that he exists. It's about believing in God. About believing that he is the answer for your life. It's not about another thing, another way, another time, another place, another relationship, another job, another house, another car. We must believe he is the only way for our lives. His answer is the only answer for my solution. We're swiftly running down the road of self-assurance in our culture today. I've got this. I can handle this. I can do this. I can make it happen. I can change my life. I can change my ways. I can change my circumstances. I can paddle my own canoe. But for you and I as believers... We have to believe that he is a God who cares about us. 
He's a God who cares about our situation and believe that God wants to be involved in the details of my life. I have been, recently I shared with the staff last week in devotions together, I shared with them a passage Sorry, ladies, you won't see this, but for all you guys that go into the guy's bathroom, there's a sign that hangs in there, and it is Proverbs 16, 3, and it says, commit all the things you do to the Lord, and he will cause your plans to succeed. God has been working that overtime on me. Commit everything you do to him. God, I commit this service to you today. I commit this moment I've got right now. You know, I'll be honest with you, Saturday nights are nights I usually don't sleep real well because my mind is already thinking about the next day and, and, and sharing the word with y'all and ministry that's going to happen. And, and I have a hard time on Saturday nights getting my brain to shut off. And last night, I laid down and I said, Lord, I just commit to you tonight my sleep. God, you are the one who created my body to sleep. And God, you know what happens in my body when I do sleep. Now, God, I can't stop this always. I need your help. Lord, I commit my sleep to you. And can I tell you, I had the best night's sleep last night. I even woke up 1 o'clock in the morning. Pardon me for getting in the flesh here. But our dumb dog. We have this dog that at 1 o'clock in the morning thinks he's got to bark his brains out. I was struggling with joy. At 1 o'clock this morning. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, it started, I thought, because oh, I'm usually the type of person, if I get woke up and I say a couple words, it's all over and I'm out the rest of the night. So I, my brain began thinking, oh, great. There went my good night's sleep. And so we finally got it quiet at the other end of the house. And I said, Lord, a few hours back, I committed my night of sleep to you, and I still give it to you. I can't tell you. Paula can tell you how hard I would have a hard time going back to sleep. I went right back to sleep and slept all the way till the clock went off this morning. Here's my point. Commit everything. Commit everything that you have and that you do to the Lord, and the Bible says he'll make your plans succeed. You see, this whole thought of I can paddle my own canoe, listen, I need his help. I need his strength. I need his ability. Hebrews goes on. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, we must believe that he exists. And notice this, that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. We must believe not only that he's able, but that he's willing he wants to be involved in your life. Listen, he won't knock the door down. He won't force his way into your life. He wants you just to believe that he cares for you and he'll take care of you. The Bible says he is a rewarder. How many of y'all like rewards? How many of y'all like working an entire work week and at the end of the week the boss comes and says, Oh, we're not going to pay you this week. Yeah. Nobody raised their hand. Y'all like that paycheck. There's something about I've worked, I've done this. I expect my reward. It's Friday. I expect my reward. The Bible says he is a rewarder and he is a fulfiller of those who believe in 
him. Listen to these passages, Jeremiah 29 and 13. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Jeremiah 33 and 3, call to me and I will answer you. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. Matthew 11 and 28, come to me. All of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. And I will give you rest. Some of you, that's the passage for you today. Matthew 7 and verse 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Do you trust him? With your circumstances. Do you trust him with your life? You know, honestly, over the years, I've come across a lot of people, and I will tell you that I've struggled with this. We believe that he can. We believe that he'll do it in somebody's life. But sometimes we have difficulty believing that he'll do it for us. You know, because we look at other people and we think, man, they really, they really do kind of have it together. And, man, they just, they're, they're, they just do all the right things. And, they, and you say, but, oh, if anybody knows me, it's God. And you say, I believe he'll do it for them, but I don't know if he'll do it for me. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible simply says, seek me and you'll find me. Call to me, I'll answer. Trust and I will show you what path to take. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Ask, and it will be given. How many of you know that's really, if we'll take it for what it says, it's really easy. We make it hard. So here's my challenge to you today. If you have something in your life that you need God's help with, I want to encourage you to get on the vehicle of faith and let faith get you to the Father. And you know, often in our lives we look at situations and we say, yeah, well, you know, man, I need, I need this. Let me preface what I'm getting ready to say to you by this. God cares about every detail of our lives. There's nothing about you that God doesn't care about. And so often we say, you know, wow, I've got this little need. And, and today Rick and Vicki are walking through a very difficult place. And you say, man, God, my need is, is so minuscule compared to the, brev to the depth uh, of their need and the brevity of time that they have. And surely, God, you're more concerned about those things than you are mine. I want to tell you, God cares about everything you do. Everything. The Bible says this, that he knows when we rise up and when we sit down, we come in and we go out. He knows it. The Bible says that he even knows the hairs on your head. 
He has them numbered. Wow, God's pretty impressive, isn't he? Some of y'all, he had to rewrite in the book this morning because you lost some as you got him got ready this morning. God knows everything about you. The passage we read just talked about the fact God cares about the details of our lives. There's sometimes I don't take things to God because I think, God, that's, that's not a big deal. That's too trivial. But I am continuing to be encouraged by that passage in Proverbs 16 and 3. Commit all your ways to him. Commit everything you do to him. Commit everything. What does that mean? Commit everything. That means my drive to work. That means my day at work. How many of you know that could be a rough one? God, I commit to you my marriage. Oh, God, I commit to you my parenting of my children. You know, a lot of times we parent out of fear. God, I give it all to you. God, I give to you the things that are going on with my kids. God, I commit all those things to you. For those of you in high school and maybe some of y'all in college, God, I commit this class to you. I commit my study to you. You know, have y'all ever read something and you did all this reading and it got done and you have no idea what you read? You're thinking, I have no idea what that even said. Lord, this is a hard book. But God, I'm going to have a test on it in a few days. God, as I'm sitting down here to read today, I commit my reading to you. Some of y'all may be here, and some of y'all may think this is a little too far over. Some of y'all are here, and you say, you know what? I'm working to try to get myself in better health and better uh, shape physically. I, I'm trying to be more disciplined with what I eat and what I don't eat and, and all those things. Lord, today I commit all these things to you. Listen, there's nothing he's not concerned about in your life. So I ask you today, my friend, do you have a need? It may be small. It may be large. But do you have a need today that you are just in need of God's help, His strength, His grace, His power, His provision, His protection, His touch, His love? His mercy. Do you have a need today? Whatever that might be, God's desire is that you and I invite Him in. And that's where faith comes. Lord, I trust you today. Would you bow your heads this morning? Heavenly Father, I today am so thankful for who you are. I'm so thankful, Father, today that you love us, you care for us. I thank you that nothing is beyond your reach or your ability to touch in our lives. I thank you, Father, that you care about all the details of our lives. I thank you that even when it seems like a little thing, 
you're concerned about my life. Father, I thank you that when it's a really big thing, I thank you that you're in control. God, as King Hezekiah said, I don't know what to do, but my eyes today are on you. God, I don't know what the answer is, but I know you have the answer. I don't know how I'm going to make it, but I know you're going to help me to make it. I don't see how I'm going to get through this, but I know you can get me through it. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. My friend, to whatever may be filling your mind right now, just say, I trust you, Lord. The concerns you have, the worries you have, the frustrations you have, the lack of peace you have, towards that you just say, Lord, I trust you. I don't know what to do, but I trust you. I don't know when it's coming, but I trust you. I don't know how it's all going to work out, but I trust you. Father, would you be with each one today? And I pray, Father, this truth will ring loud and clear in their hearts and in their lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Would you please keep your heads bowed for just a moment? Friend, I wonder in this room, how many of you this morning might say, there's just something. Friend, it doesn't matter, small, big. You just say, there's something in my life that I really could use God's help with. I need his help today. Would you just lift your hand right where you're at? I'm not going to embarrass you. Just lift your hand. I just need his help in something. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All across, frankly, it's all across this room. People say, I just need his help. I need his help. I need his help. I need his help. I need his help. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, right now. Right now in this room. Right now in this room. Friend, here's what I want to do this morning. I want to pray for you. There's so many of you. Time would not permit us to get to everybody. But you don't need me. You need him. So right where you're at... You're in the perfect place because he's here. I want to pray for you. And I believe today, I believe that when I pray, he hears me. Not because I'm arrogant, because Jeremiah 33 says, when you call to me, I will answer. That's all I have to stand on today. So I'm going to stand on that and believe that when we pray together, God's going to begin to work in your situation. If you don't mind, just prior to me praying, I want to say to you, give that thing to him. 
Lord, and maybe, Lord, I need your help studying. Lord, I need your help with our finances at home. Lord, I need your help with my marriage. Lord, I need your help at my job. I need your help with my kids. You say, God, I'm so worried about my kids. God, I need your help with my kids. God, whatever it is, friend, I need your help with my body, my physical body. God, I need your help. I need you. And then say, Lord, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. Father, right now, as men and women all across this room, men and women, young people today, they have lifted their hands in this room. And they've said, Lord, I need your help in an area of my life. God, the awesome thing is, you know everybody in the room, and you know what they were talking about when they raised their hand. So God, you see it right now. And God, you are so awesome, and you are so able to help them today. So Lord, whatever the need, we declare together today, Lord, I trust you. I trust you, God, that you're going to bring me through. I trust you that you're going to enable me. I trust you that you're going to keep me. I trust you that you're going to prosper me. I trust you that you're going to heal me. I trust you that you're going to deliver me. I trust you that you're going to give me victory. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. Now, friend, as you're there with heads bowed, I want you just to begin to say, Lord, I commit whatever that is to you. Lord, I commit it to you. Lord, I commit it to you today. Got to stand before these men and women today, and I commit to you. I commit to you all my ways. All my ways. God, we commit to you today our fears. We commit to you our worries. We commit to you our anxieties. We commit it all to you. And I just ask you today, I ask you today in this moment, right now, in this place, Lord, they need you. Lord, and I believe when they lifted their hand, that was faith, and it activated the invitation for you to come and help. So now, Lord, we are anticipating. <laughs> We're anticipating the outcome. We're anticipating you're going to see us through. We're anticipating that you're going to be with us in every season of our life. And Father, we now commit our week to you. I pray, Father, this week your presence will be with us. You'll keep us right in the palm of your hand. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Would you stand with me this morning? I believe for some of you today, today is a groundbreaking day for you. Commit all your ways to Him. Commit all your ways to Him. 
I want to challenge you to do something tomorrow morning. See, the goodness of our God is this fact. The sun's going to rise in the morning. His mercies are going to be fresh and new tomorrow morning. I want to encourage you to do something. If you're kind of like me, sometimes I'm pretty sleepy in the mornings and I have to leave notes for myself. Maybe you leave a note on the clock that says, commit today to the Lord. Before your feet even hit the floor, Lord, I just commit today to you. God, you know the things I'm going to walk through and the things I'm going to face today. You know the joys, the victories, and the trials I'll face. I commit today to you. I commit whatever it may be. Some of y'all may be having a tough time on your job. Maybe you've got an environment job that's very difficult. God, I commit to you today this situation. And Lord, if it gets difficult today, I believe you're going to give me the wisdom I need for today. For today. Students, God, I commit today to you. So if you walk in and the teacher or professor says, we're going to have a pop quiz today. <laughs> and fear starts selling. God, I gave today to you. I believe you're going to help me. God cares about everything in your life. I know this. He loves you with an everlasting love. There's nothing you've ever done in your life that has caused you to run out from underneath his love. I know this. Today his face smiles upon you. He looks at you with the eyes of a loving father. He cares about you. He's given his best just for you. And every day of your life, he'll continue to give the very best just for you. So with that knowledge, may he bless you. With that knowledge, may he keep you. And with that knowledge, may his face always continue to shine upon you you we love you we're so thankful today to take the journey towards heaven with you so grateful for each one of your smiling faces and your singing hearts God bless you today have a great day and may his joy always be your strength God bless you today have a great day in Jesus Christ God bless